This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Now, I know a lot of you, certainly the eagle-eared listeners, will be, can you have eagle-eared listeners? I mean, eagles would have great ears, wouldn't they? I know they see their prey but they probably hear it as well if you were standing if you were I oh know a rat and you were standing next to an eagle that just landed and you thought well, I better not move and then maybe you scraped your foot you know sometimes you, you do that when the teacher goes nobody move and out of sheer panic you just accidentally scrape your foot along uh, Goldstein that sort of thing I wonder if what well, I don't even know what I'm talking about what's a show we've got coming up your way where was that going and it begins with very upset and annoyed Spurs fans of course Spurs crashing out of the Champions League to Leipzig and this is what Tottenham fans had to say on my show, even though I wasn't there. Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday, Thursday, and 10 p.m. on last night's show. Ball goes into the air, it runs loose. Adams is there, Forsberg is there, and RB Leipzig have a third. Well, there were two great escapes 12 months ago. Tonight, the toothless have been struck by the ruthless. Right from top to bottom. Hmm. There's there's no one single blame here. Daniel Levy, for me, yes, he's got a magnificent stadium, but what's out on the pitch right now does not reflect anywhere near the quality of the stadium. They brought in a manager that clearly has been magnificent over the last 15 to 20 years. But that appointment just sums up what, what Levy's trying to do. He's trying to... He, he's, oh, I tell you what, do we get Jose in? That has said it at the time. That... It was a bad appointment for Spurs. That was not the way they wanted to go. They needed to go in a different direction. And now you watch this football. What we're seeing now, it's going to, for me, it's going to implode. I think that the car crash is yet to happen. Tonight is, is the... One of the wheels has come off tonight, maybe two. But over the last three or four weeks, you've seen the punches. You wait in the summer. Unless they're going to invest in this squad. And if you're Harry Kane, what are you thinking? In my opinion, the likes of Kane and Son... You know, genuinely, I'm Tottenham through and through. If they wanted to go somewhere else to actually win some trophies, I honestly wouldn't blame them. Our ship has sailed, I'm afraid, and it pains me to say this. And the only way that we can move on to this next level is to get an owner in who is prepared to invest in the squad. This is my, my thoughts on Mourinho is this. When we got him in, I actually was happy about it. And I'll tell you why. Because Pochettino did an amazing job. He really did. He brought along players. 
improved them no end. But towards the end, the transfers were not that great. Serge Aurier, Davison Sanchez, they're not fit for purpose. We got to two cup finals. We got to about three semi-finals in five years. He never got us over the line in any of them. He should never have started Kane and Winks for the Champions League final. I remember the semi-final against Chelsea, he had Son at left wing-back. So his ability to get teams over the final line is where I'd, the only thing I'd question him about. And where he ends up next is going to be the true vindication of Enoch as owners and Pochettino as a coach. Because if we go somewhere where they back him with some serious money, then we're going to truly see if Pochettino can win trophies and Enoch's policies and ownership of this club or it's the final validation. It pains me to agree with Jason, because I normally listen to him and I don't agree with him, but I, for once I actually agree with him. So I could sit here all night talking to you. I've got two points I want to make. Enik stroke Daniel Levy have made this club into an absolute car crash from top to bottom. They sold us the dream with the new stadium and they have delivered an absolute night of it. They let Pochettino down, they've let the fans down, Deep neglect for the football side of the club. I got an email from Spurs official web... I'm a seen to go, so I get the emails. I got an email about 6 o'clock Saturday night during the Burnley game offering me priority tickets for a Lady Gaga concert and a summertime ball at the new White Hart Lane. We've, they've turned us into a cash cow just to earn money after money after money and to not invest. And my second point is Jose Mourinho. When he came in in November, all smiles and laughter, I said to my pals, I said... We'll see the real Jose Mourinho in three or four months. Let's give it till February or March. What we are seeing now is the real Jose Mourinho. Next up, we can check in with Alan Brazil and find out whether or not his alarm clock went off and, more importantly, if he actually got up. Because he was doing the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show alongside Alan McCoy, and they are live from, well, it says here, Cheltenham, but we all know what it should say is live from a pub. My great pal, Sati Singh, who serves the best Indian food, right? We're playing Celtic, run about New Year's Day, what year it was, I can't remember. And the Sati says to his wife, I don't care what happens, the Rangers' first goal scorer, I'm naming my son, if it's a son, he didn't know, if it's a son, I'm naming my first son, or the son after the first goal scorer for Rangers. Anyway, Rangers take the lead at Celtic Park, I think we eventually win the game 4-2. Unfortunately for Mrs Singh, Mark Haley didn't score it. Ian Durant didn't score it. One of the Ukrainians scored oh, it. No. And sadly, huh. it wasn't even Alexei Miklachenko. It was Oleg Kuznetsov. So running about for the next five or six years in the restaurant as a young pup was Oleg Singh. Right? Oh. I'm telling you. One of the loveliest lads you'll ever meet. He still works in the restaurant. He's a, turned into a lovely, lovely young man. But he has received so much, as you can imagine, uh. of everyday Oleg Singh. I look at Mrs. Singh, and she, she actually goes to me, Ali, why did you not score? I mean, I could have accepted Alistair Singh, but no Oleg Singh. Now on to the Jim White Show, except it wasn't the Jim White Show. It was the Natalie Sawyer Show, alongside Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, and Alexander's son, Gary O'Neill. Good show, this one. The most important thing is we have a very significant disease... That's an epidemic that has the potential to be a pandemic. And what we have to do is we have to stop this disease in its tracks. And the only way you can do it is isolate it. So mm-hmm. if that means that sport, where huge amounts of people gather, has to go behind closed doors, that's what it means, end of discussion. Now, the idea 
that the uh, the sporting authorities did DCMS with no government minister representation at the meeting yesterday. So it's not that high on the yes. level. And the and and the sporting authorities and broadcasters met to consider what are our next stages. The idea that conspiracy theories are saying that potentially games are not going to be put behind closed doors until Liverpool win the Premier League is nonsense because the chief medical officer of this country is not going to sit there and put his name to something that that is only based upon Liverpool being able to to assume their rightful place as champions of England at Anfield, and then and then of course we'll go behind closed doors. Look, <laughs> I mean that sounds ludicrous. It is ludicrous, right? That. You know, and, and you know the guy's got a Hippocratic oath and position, and is far greater than football or any other sport. Um, the idea that England is somehow dragging its feet. I always look to what's happening in Germany. They are the intellectual capital behind the European Union and everything that goes in it, hence the reason why we probably wanted to be out of it. But their economy is something you can benchmark. They're pragmatic, they're sensible in their thinking, and they have more cases than than, than we do. They have more, I think they're the second or third most cases. They've not closed down the Bundesliga. But when we look at it and say, you know, things like the, the misnomers around the the, the, the blackout, the 3pm blackout, and yes. being able to broadcast games at 3 o'clock. It's not a law. It's not the law of this country. It was a football league directive put in place by Bob Lord, the old mill owner of Burnley back in the 60s, where he convinced all the other football club owners, hang on a second, if we start showing games at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to affect attendances. Mm-hmm. And it's just rolled on over the years and been an, an unchallenged given. So you can, if you need to, in extraordinary circumstances, which these will be, broadcast all the games if we need to broadcast all the games to bridge the gap between those that want to see football and those that now can't because of the need to isolate. Now, the, the, the mechanics behind it are, if you, you know, I've done a little bit of analysis about boring people's feet to sleep. If, if, the, if the idea... And let me just dispel a myth, right? If anybody thinks the Premier League are going to come riding over the horizon and give anybody any money, like the League One, League Two clubs, despite the debate around solidarity payments, I think they need to. If they think, if they think that's going to happen, they need to go back and sl- bed and sleep on it so and wake not up in the morning. Be the knight in shining armor. I don't think so. Right, I think there's, okay. there's some stuff going around about solidarity arguments and uh, solidarity payments that may come down from the Premier League. I don't see it happening. But let's get the, the basis of it. If the Premier League shuts down for two games. For two weeks, that's going to cost about twenty-five million pounds, i.e., lack of gate receipts to the clubs. Because each game, the average attendance in the Premier League is thirty-six thousand, seventy-five thousand at Old Trafford, ten thousand at the Vitality. Mm-hmm. The average football attendance in the Premier League is thirty-six thousand. So two games is seven hundred is 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 seventy-six thousand. Uh, seven hundred and thirty-six thousand fans will watch two games, uh, two fixture uh, lists, uh, two, two two fixture lists of ten games, mm-hmm. i.e. Uh, you know, a full Premier League rotor. And that will amount to about 25 million in gate receipts. So the Premier, each Premier League club, if they would go behind closed doors, would probably lose about 2 million quid. Right? With respect, if they can afford to pay Antonio Conte 25 million to buzz off, some of these football clubs can absorb that within the confines of their framework. And that's mm-hmm. assuming that they have to kick back all the money that's been paid in season ticket revenues, uh, i.e. to the fans that bought season tickets. They'll be able to get around that if they want to by force majeure, which is basically acts of God, and season tickets will be bought with that in mind, which is if something happens and you can't go and watch a game, you can't reclaim it. Now I mentioned on yesterday's podcast that Hawksby and Jacobs, Paul and Andy, were live from Cheltenham. One of the questions no one was asking me was, was Andy Jacobs' puppet, Sockley Park, going to be alongside them? And of course, as no one cares, I'm not even going to answer that one. 
We saw him a little while ago. Uh, he did. Chatting about only fools and horses. And uh, who knows of the West End musical? You can never tell. But it's been a huge success. Huge success. Yeah, extended West End run. And joining us now, uh, the co-writer of the show, uh, with many of the songs, and indeed playing Grandad, Paul Whitehouse. Hi, Paul. I'm all right. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm so stuck in it now. I can't, that's all. That, that's how I talk. <laughs> you can hear it in my voice. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I was listening to Simon Jordan earlier. I thought he doesn't get a sore throat, does he? And he never stops. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's it's gone great though, Paul. Is it when just before you started, you came and saw us, and he said, yeah. you "Never tell, can you? <clears throat> never tell what's going to take and what isn't." No, people, I mean it's not my. Love the show. It's not my world at all. You know that that West End theatre world. I don't know. Didn't know anything about it, but um, what we've done is managed to reach the the TV audience. You know, the people who've loved Only Falls, and it's got through to them. And and uh, yeah, it's been it's been really successful, and it's a it's a joy to do, and uh, it's a privilege, really. You know. One of the other things is so many people who go to West End shows are tourists. They're probably not even familiar with Only Falls and Horses, but this must have a life beyond this. You say the TV audience have found it, but, you know, to do well with a West End show, people must be coming along without really not knowing the, uh, the, the kind of background to it and still enjoying it as a standalone show. Well, I, I don't think we get, um, you know, like hordes of tourists, but I do know we get people coming who bring friends who aren't familiar with the show and people from other countries who come courtesy of British friends but uh, I mean I don't think we've made the leap yet you know where uh, hordes of American tourists are coming hey let us see is Trigger on tonight you know I don't, I don't, I don't think we quite <laughs> lovely jubbly cushy no we don't I don't think we've got there yet but you never know <laughs> now I must say I uh, I started getting really addicted to the fishing show. I, I just thought it was the most wonderful bit of television. Ah oh, well, thank you. Very uh, it really, much. you know, I mean, it's, it always sounds bad when somebody blows smoke like this, but it, <laughs> it's a brilliant show. It really is. The, well, he might just, be listening now, Bob. He's on yeah, tour. He's always got yeah. talk sport on. If only to shout at the radio, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just the relationship between you and also the beautiful places that you fish. Yeah, I mean, it God, is beautiful. And it's on, beautiful. it's on your doorstep. That's the yeah, thing, Andy. You know incredible. I mean, it's all there. It's not, the it's the not difficult to access. The why is extraordinary, oh. isn't it? Yeah, we amazing. don't want to talk it up too much because too many people go there then. Yeah, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Are you doing another series? Please say well, yes. Well, yeah, we are. We're, we're, um, uh, we've done a couple of episodes and then I'm going to take a bit of a break uh, from Only Fools and do the rest of the series and then I'll go back and do Only Fools if um, if people are still going. Which reminds me, actually, um, Alan Brazil, uh, oh, I'd love to go to the show, Paul. I'd love that. It'd be great. <laughs> and David Seaman, oh, I would love to come. They didn't turn, no shows. They're no shows. Oh, really? Well, Alan, that's not a surprise. I but... know, but Ali McCoy said he'd have my Spurs ticket. I said, well, you'd have to come to the Theatre Royal. Hey, Mark, you know, he'd be there, Paul. Great. No show. <laughs> so there's only you two left. I'm Paul Coit, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. Now, there was no me or Adrian Durham on drive. But there was me. Yep, Danny Kelly was in the hot seat alongside Darren Goff for another edition and a fine one at that of drive time on TalkSport with them two. And me. Yeah, I've just, I've just given your name a little mention, Danny. Oh, sorry. Let's start with um, Aston Villa. Uh, the game, I, I, I was working last night here on TalkSport with Simon Jordan and the others. And so I'm looking at the game with the sound down. And it, at times it looked like a training exercise for Leicester City. I could not see Aston Villa getting out of their own half. And in the end, a 4-0 defeat is really, Darren, that they've lost four points there. The three they didn't get in the match, plus they've made their goal difference, 
worse than the teams above them, which it wasn't before. They were poor. Well, they were poor. And um, other than um, a fight back, and I've got to give them credit for that, by the way, in the Kerbal Cup, because once you're 2-0 down to Manchester City... They Anything can, could happen, yeah. Th- th- that could have been easily 6-7-0, couldn't it? And it could have been an embarrassment for them, and their season would have been just about over, coming back from that. But they came back into that game. They had that little huddle, didn't they, after the game? Well, well done, lads. You've lost the game, but do you know something? You showed a terrific fight. You showed that type of spirit. You defend like that for the rest of the season. We'll be staying up in the Premier League. Well, that didn't last long did it uh, played against Leicester mistakes again whether it be from the goalkeeper or their defenders and they lose the game and they are well and truly in the poo poo and what we'll be asking very very soon um, Aston Villa fans can join us is it over emotional is it too late to be getting on Dean Smith's back they've kind of put, tied themselves to that horse now Aston Villa they can't change at this stage surely even though they're running Darren I've just got it here in front of me and it's, it's causing me I'm not even a Villa fan I'm turning slightly away from it it's so brutal <laughs> Well, that's it for another podcast. No, it's not. I'm just playing with you, of course, because it's time now for the best bits of Andy Goldstein Sports Bar without me. It was Adam Cattrall and Jason Oh, why have you bleeped that? I just said Ah, you've done it again. That's his name, though. You can't... Oh, if you're going to keep bleeping it, I won't bother saying it. Anyway, this was them talking on my show with you. And Jason, I didn't mean to quote you. Listen, you played for Spurs. I know at the end of the day, something has happened. And I know you're a Chelsea fan, and I'm a Tottenham fan, and I'm very passionate. Just hold it in one second, Lee. Just one second, Lee. Just one second, Are mate. Are you going to play good, Jack? No, just, well, just one second, Lee. Just one second, mate. Good, Jack. When we rock and roll, like a spiky mountain. Good, Jack. When the bow's knock, England and the cup. Good, Jack. When the kids are banging on his door. Good, Jack. When the bomber won't serve him Uh, we can start a big season, can't we? They we beat you three times this year. Here. You played them four times. They beat you three times convincingly this year. Well, they haven't. You're using the the, the Carabao Cup. Come on, that was the, the we, we we won the tie, didn't we? They won one half of that game. But, but they we, beat you, we got they beat you at your place. We won the competition them. again. So I'm not I'm not having that. Yeah, but they be- <laughs> hang on. You played <laughs> them four times <laughs> this year. You've you've beaten them brilliantly <laughs> at, at Old Trafford. You beat them brilliantly in the first round of the Carabao Cup. They went up to your place. In the league and absolutely pulled your pants down. In the in the second leg, they beat you at your place one 0 You never looked like you were going to even trouble them at any point. And then at the week at the weekend, just gone, you were nowhere near it. Well, at the end of the season, Adam, you know very well that City will end up with what two, three trophies. They're not going to end up with anything, and they're potentially hold not going to get into hold Europe on, either. So, Sorry, you know, you the... just look at look at so, the way they celebrate Sorry, no, at the end. Second, it was mate. their cup Nigel. final, Nigel. and Nigel. it was what, it's what City used to do ten years ago. Nigel, the tables what? have turned. Nigel. Manchester is blue. Nigel, one second, mate. I've I've just received a club statement here from Manchester City. Have you been serious? Yeah. Apparently, the game's been postponed. The decision to postpone tonight's game has been taken precautionary measure on a medical advice after it emerged that personnel from Arsenal FC have come into contact with Olympiacos owner who has been named as as positive case of, of COVID-19. Manchester City wishes Mr Manalkis a speedy recovery and further information will follow in the coming days about rescheduling dates, but supporters advise not to travel to the Etihad Stadium for this fixture. Yeah, it's the official. Man- it's the on Manchester the official Manchester City site. game uh, against Arsenal tomorrow night, or tonight as it is, has been postponed. God dear, that's um, I mean that is what you call breaking news. Well, to be fair, that kind of all sits in line with what we were talking about earlier on with the situation that is currently in Italy. We were talking about whether we should be taking action now or waiting for ten days, two weeks in order. 
quite remarkable, isn't it? The right thing to do, though. Well, that's nearly it. You haven't told him about Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcast. Why are you still in here, Danny? No, I was just, I, I enjoy listening to you. Okay, well, I, you've told him anyway. Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcast is how you can download this one for free. Yeah, for free. I just said that, Danny. Jeez. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, before I go, let me tell you about live Champions League football. It continues. PSG against Dortmund from 6pm on TalkSport 2. And, of course, Liverpool will be in action in the Champions League. They'll be playing Atletico Madrid. So there's lots and lots of football, but as always, one number to dial to have your say on my show. That's from 10pm, and it goes to the Sports Bar, a phoning show, primarily for the first hour, where Liverpool fans can have their say on the night's football. Well, that's it for another podcast, I think. I'm back tonight, and tonight being Wednesday, on Drive Time alongside Darren Goff. Until then, until we speak again, until we see each other again. In fact, let's hope we never see each other. I mean, I don't mind from afar or behind glass like um, Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs, you know, but I certainly don't need to get any closer. I'm more than happy, you know, afar to go, hello, Clary, or whatever your name is, but that's it. If you see me on the underground or in public places, just leave me alone, honestly. I'm, I'm only joking. Actually, I'm not. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.